got a trip. The church that I go to is, is the river. I go there to wash everything away. I wish you were there drinking rum, crying your little eyes out. <laughs> this fly that my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa perfected, they found it. They found the materials to tie it in the back of a taxi Down in Andros, they just tell you bring gotchas. Don't bring anything else. When I was out there on the water with people, I was... I can feel the energy of other Definitely. people, and I care about it. I think that's one of the most crucial parts of fly fishing that often gets overlooked. You know, we're jet-lagged, lack of sleep, we're half drunk. Holding on to your nuts with one hand, you're holding on to the boat with the other hand. Shitting and tall cotton, dude. Man, this is what's going on in the world right now. You know, you're on a boat fishing down a beautiful river. Be deliberate with everything that you do with yeah. fly fishing. Yeah. Well, what do you do on your days off? I'm like, I'm on this boat. I'm rowing people down the river trying to figure out what's fishing. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't trade it, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Why don't you do your intro again, dude? No. <laughs> Why? You gotta say them all. I I forgot. A few no, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. Did you hear? Did you no, hear you um, Caleb's new nickname that we're giving him? Oh, Egbert. Yeah. yeah. What, is, what is it? Young blood. Young blood. Young blood. Yeah. Young blood. Yo, young blood. So now nah, he's young blood. You're a little little male. Young male. Young male. Young male. Get it right. I keep saying. We'll the say them all. I, I can't remember it. what they are. You should probably do this it. It's your boy, Young Male, aka <laughs> MC Peach Fuzz, aka Handles Sandals. <laughs> MC Peach Fuzz. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? <laughs> I've been rocking that one since like seventh grade. Rocking MC Peach Fuzz for that long. Yeah. Wow. I don't think it's going to change at this point. I, I think it's stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. I mean, I can't really grow a lot of facial hair, so. No, I think you're <laughs> It's fitting. Buzz. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Hmm. All right. Well, we know who he is. <laughs> also joined by Jake Kepler. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Once again. So awkward. Hey, how's it hey, going? Hey, hey, hey. And Brendan Toft. Hello. <laughs> Which one was more, which one was more <laughs> Brendan's is more awkward. Because yeah. he, he waved to everyone out there. Hi, guys. Hey, I'm here. I can't see it, but I'm waving. <laughs> Definitely waving. Um, Yeah. Back at it again on another podcast. We missed, um, I think we're, we missed one. So we're a little overdue, but that's all right. <clears throat> we're doing when we can. Finally, well, we got everyone got together. Sicknesses. Yeah, I got a little sick. Still dealing with that, but that's all right. We're here. We're doing it. Brent looks like he's been on the water for like it, two months already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boats on the back of the truck. Is it? I haven't, I haven't even out there. Yeah, it's hitched up. Right? It's yeah. on, it's I got off the water and came here. Nice. How mm. How was it today? It was pretty good. I told you you um, needed to, you needed to give a full report. A full report. Uh, it was. I, I need water clarity. I need CFS. I need fish temp. Count. Fish count mainly. Biggest fish. Yeah. I think it was like <laughs> a little a little over a thousand this morning. I believe so. Um, and did not fish as well as yesterday. Just water was super dirty in the morning. 
I think we had like foot visibility. Just nymphing. Um, yeah, we just nymphed. We we tried to throw the salmon fry, but they would not eat it. Is that like a salmon fly? Well, no, like like they released the salmon fry a few days ago. <laughs> fly fry. <laughs> In a certain way, yeah. Same, same, but different. Salmon fry. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they eat them all the time. Okay, <laughs> we're done with that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah so, they, were, do you think they're full or what? I've always wondered that. Like a couple days after the, the they release all the salmon fry, all I always the feel fish like they're we full. caught were definitely packed. Um, had like big bellies, but. There seemed to be like if you found the right run, um, there were active fish, but it wasn't it wasn't every run like it was a week ago. So I feel like we're we're about there where it's gonna blow out. I think today might have been the last day. Yeah. I think it's supposed it's to be good. almost seventy degrees on Monday. Yeah. So it's gonna I bet it goes up another hundred or two hundred CFS overnight. That might be it. And uh there goes spring fishing up here. Yeah. But you never know. We get a cold snap, and it can come down pretty quick. I mean, I had so, Wednesday. I had five inches at my house. Yeah, crazy. This morning, I had an inch. Mm-hmm. It's gone now, but I mean, it was it was here. It was supposed to snow and gunny last night. And it just never did. Did here? Well, I guess Let I know it, it did a little. <laughs> it did a little actually. I heard it all night, just pounding my house like Lovely. forty mile an hour winds. Just <laughs> yeah. definitely not over it. No. <laughs> Yep, I'm ready for it to. It just hasn't gotten warm. I mean, I haven't looked at snowpack lately, but I, I'm sure it's still it's going down. Is it a little? Oh well, I mean, it's got to. It but. went, it went <laughs> up for a second, but it's still, like I think we were ahead of, like for the. Time I feel like it's date. still got to be like at least 150. Are you looking it up, Peter? Nice. Look at this guy. He's just this guy. This guy's just <laughs> checking out all the facts. So I don't know if we we're still 180 percent to date for Gunnison Basin. 180%. 180%. Is the line dropping? It's pretty good. We're going to check that. That's a lot. <laughs> we're going to we're going to have a lot of water mm-hmm. for a very short amount of time. Not really. It hasn't <laughs> dropped. It actually came back up in the last couple of days. Yeah, they got really? a bunch in the butte yeah. the other day. We're still hmm, sitting it's... at about uh 23 snow equivalent inches. Holy shit. Yeah. So Jesus boys. A lot in, of water still. We're in for a out. long spring. Yeah. Mm. I was talking to someone last night and they said they were measuring um, <clears throat> one of their family members was in charge of measuring snow on the Grand Mesa mm-hmm. and they, they have 24 feet of snow up there holy like oh my they, god yeah they have 12 foot measuring poles and it took two of them to reach the bottom holy moly <laughs> yeah Damn. 24 feet of snow it's like you want it but then at this point you're like damn it too much. We got a little too much. Yeah. We can get rid of, of just a year. little bit of that. I know. Yeah, I mean, we're we're playing catch up the whole time, but it's like, I mean, like again, it snowed five inches here the other day, so an inch last night, and then you go out there and it's almost dry already. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we weren't. We just went for a little hike and we weren't walking through mud or anything. No, it's yeah. just it's gone. So, hmm, pretty crazy. Um. Should we jump into what we have to clear up from the last episode we did? <laughs> we can jump into it if you want. Sure. We're, we're already there. I, I guess we're there. Yeah. Um, so on the last episode, 
I, I, was it you or me? I can't remember, but we made a comment. Either Jake or I made a comment about Corker's boots and got an email from a guy who's like, oh, no, what about Corker's? Like, are they bad? I just bought some. And I was started thinking about it. I was like, man, I, I'm not sure exactly what we said. I haven't even looked back. Um, but I figured I'd open the table up to if anyone has anything to say about Corker's boots. Not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, from my standpoint, in terms of boots that are on the market, you could go a lot worse directions, I think. Probably. I think you could do better, but you could go worse. What What do you mean by do better? Why? I think you could do better with, like, there's a couple pairs of the Sims that I think would probably be... Like, equivalent to? Or what? Equivalent? Yeah, equivalent to or better. Okay. Corkers has a really cool selling point in their interchangeable soles. That's kind of... <clears throat> But it's That's also kind of a big one. Guys that want to go from felt to studs but to it's also just a, a rubber sole or whatever. It. It's also a point of failure. Yes. Like that's the the point of failure, you know? Right. That being said, every, I've every, seen the, some old pairs of corkers come into the shop before to get new soles and still be pretty intact and in decent shape and working. Mm. I mean, out of all the boots that we carry it, the shop I work at, Jeans and Gunny. I think w- I warranty more Corker stuff, mainly just the sole, like the plastic. Like the interchangeable and it sucks part. because the, when the, the, the rubber tab or the plastic of the sole will crack or it gets ripped off in the mud or like people lose or break those soles all the time. And the boot's pretty sturdy. I think if you're yeah. not fishing that much, if you're fishing like one day a month if you're fishing one day a month you know you're that guy they're going to be fine for you but if you're fishing all the time you're going to go through a pair of boots every year that's what i, I said. think it's that's what i said on the last, that's okay. exactly no, what i no. said I, I that's just exactly what i said on the last i just don't remember exactly i said i said, said i said corkers are for people who don't like to uh, fish much okay okay yeah if you're similar. fishing okay. like all of us like all the time it sucks because when you do have a pair of corkers and they blow out yeah and then and then you're, it sucks for the rest of your day, because that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's uh, they only make the ones with the interchangeable soles. Yeah, they don't yes. make anything. With I'll make it clear. I've never owned a pair. I've never. I've, yeah, I haven't. I either. remember I had a buddy who had some, and he actually left his soles at my house, and yeah. I was like, "Where the hell did I get these?" It's just stupid. But so it, like, then he couldn't use his boots because he didn't yeah. have the soles. Then right? That's or you, you can pairs. still you can get like th- like you can get like ten different. Like patterns. That like seems like a lot of moving parts. A lug sole. Yes. A studded sole. A like super studded sole. That's what that's that's the problem. Like yeah. that you have all the all of like everything that can mess up. And then you're you're you're, yeah. you're screwed for the rest of the day. I know some people have been happy with them, some people haven't been. I think there's a big difference in how you treat your equipment and like I know for me I I go through wading boots just because oftentimes I'm hiking in them. It's the same thing as having a zippered bag. Like yeah. eventually a zipper is going to fail. Yeah, I'd say right? the big thing with corkers compared to like other boots, if you take like Sims or an Orvis boot or a Patagonia boot, those three companies come like real stiff. Mm-hmm. They've got a break-in period. They're tough. Yeah. You step into a corkers and they're super comfy. That's kind of what I was reading. Right away. Yeah. And, like, they definitely have the comfort, um, but they're not as durable. No. Okay. But they're super comfortable. Like, you is put, it, and they're warm. 
every everything I've read, like I did a quick kind of look over today. Like, what are you laughing at? Just, what are you giggling about over there? I just thought of a stupid meme. Brandon <laughs> <laughs> made me think about it. Um, everything I read, everyone was like, they're super comfy, like right when you put them on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not like you're wearing a ski boot, you know, like, I yeah. mean, some of those Sims, I mean, I have, what are the G3s or whatever, yeah. the guide boot, like you have those too, right, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Like they they can be super stiff, like right away. At first I hated them. I was yeah. like, these boots suck. I can't stand them. And I wanted to get rid of them and go get a cheaper pair of Sims that I had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like now that they're broken in, like I don't mind them. They're I, good. Yeah, I think they're, and they've last, and the way we, again, Reliable. I think like the way we fish and how much we fish and how much we beat up our gear could probably, you know. So I guess, I mean, yes, if you're not fishing a ton, then it could be a good good option. I mean, okay. I was looking at Peter's. He got the Orvis ones, and I thought those looked pretty pretty, pretty good because I'm looking to get a new pair. And uh, What do you, what do you, what do you what like do you, about those? They so just, far, I've been impressed. They I look think pretty they have simple. better grip than the last pair of Sims I had. The, grip, yeah. the grips yeah. are good, too? Without yeah. any studs. I just rocking them with just the rubber sole and they're just simple boots too like there's yeah. not like they just look good yeah i'd say they're probably like the orvis equivalent to your g3 kind of a higher like up above your ankle more of a like combat boot mm-hmm. feel to them a little heavier but they seem to be good quality so far i mean i like those those sims freestones yeah the leather ones like those are awesome boots i think they're still making them I think they they're ch- on their they website. Changed up the, Those were the ones I upgraded from the, the Boa waders? system three stones. Uh-uh. The, okay. the lacing ones. Or head, you had the headwaters. That's what I had. Yeah. The free but stones the free are like stone, their. I think is still the same because he. Yeah, it's still like for a while there they changed their leather is like gray leather. Yeah. Now it's back to the brown leather. I think. Yeah, um, Sims has been changing up a bunch of stuff lately since uh, Vista Outdoors bottom. Yeah, I don't know enough. I'd love to talk about that. I don't know enough about <clears> it. <throat> I still don't either. Um, I saw something that... Like, I mean, for a little, they were, like, at least for me, a little slow to respond to, like, warranty stuff, and there were definitely some changes going on, um, like, in the office. Didn't there... Wasn't their CEO the CEO for, like, three days? <sighs> something like that. It was or maybe weird, it was three months. But they're still, like, they're stocked well for once. That hasn't happened in a few years since COVID. Um, everything's available. Like, we've been doing special orders for people, and it's been showing up. That's good. But it'll just be interesting to see, like, with that change in ownership where quality goes, because Sim's kind of known for that. Yeah. Um, and see if they stay mm. on the same path or if that starts. I feel like a lot of what I saw was people concerned about the quality, mm-hmm. is that the quality was going to go That's just a concern. plummet. The thing with Vista Outdoors is they. Vista Outdoors also bought up Camp Chef and yeah, Bushnell. They, they typically won't just destroy a company. Camelback. But they're, it's still a very, very large like umbrella company that owns a yeah. lot of Simmons. outdoor companies. So Pre- Oh, they got Primos corporate. too. Yeah, hmm. they have a lot. They have a lot. A lot. Really? Like, it's crazy. You you see a a, That's vis, a Vista box for archery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's interesting to see that Sims would sell. Yeah, I mean, 
Again, it, I don't know enough crazy. about it. It's crazy. Like, think like, about like Farbanks, right? Like yeah. they bought Rio. Don't they even bought get me started Sage, on They bought Reddington. And now they're kind of like, they're rolling out. Like One thing, okay, I will. What's going to happen? When the, the companies go corporate and they get in, like you said, under an umbrella company. There's been some changes in representation, like like Quality assurance. For that company. For Sims? No, or for, for, for Farbanks. Farbanks. That's changed. It's kind of changing how it's going. Like since that change, it's been rough to get a hold of them. It is tough to get a hold of them. To, I know that. Well, to even buy their product, like yeah. to get to, like to talk to them to buy something, has been tough. But because they haven't been like the last rep, you can do it was online. On it. He though. was the best rep we had. You can do it online, like if you're going like Farbanks for like pro pro deals or whatever. Yes. But then like you can place your order. Like the other day, I went to just go like look at the total of my order, and it just checked me out yep. and it bought everything for me. And so I emailed them immediately. This was on Easter weekend. I emailed them immediately. I was like, hey, I didn't mean to place that order. I was just trying to check how much shipping was, like see how much, what the cost mm-hmm. of everything was, make sure my cart was right. And all of a sudden it was purchased. And exactly. like a week later, or not even a week, sorry, excuse me. It was like right after Easter weekend, I got an email and said, sorry, because our system is so fast and we are so like concerned about our quality, your order is already complete. I was like, it was a holiday weekend. I literally emailed you right after I, the order placed. And so they ended up shipping me all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I guess I, I got it now. Yeah. Like she's like, you can return it. I'm like, well, I needed it. I just didn't want it now. Like I was trying to see what my budget was for, you know, for yeah. the stuff I needed. And it just bought it. It was the weirdest thing. Like I went to like, you know how you can go to like check out and see like how much it, goes. it just went. It like has all your information already put in there with your card and everything and it just went. What that's yeah. called. It's it's a new I should know the name of this. Um It was crazy. I was blown away. I was like, wait, what it just bought it all for me already? It's like B to no, it's not that. I can't remember what it is, but a lot of companies are switching to this like new ordering platform. And I guess it sounds like Farbanks has that on their guide form. I but was, it, it's it been a pain for us to get used to. I'm sure. And Farbanks has been interesting. They've been interesting. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I no, mean, you're like, all, so but ordering through the reps is even tough. Just to get a hold of them, since they switched up rep groups, like a lot of the, like they used to, to my understanding, they're in-house reps now, like Umqua does, versus other companies, they hire like Green Drake Outdoors or Flywater Outdoors, who's a rep group, and then they represent that company, and they go around different states and sell the product. Whereas, like, Umpwa and now Farbanks has in-house, so it's like they're getting paid by the company. Hmm. Like, they're not getting 1099, they're getting, like, W-2'd. It's not contract work, it's through the business. Interesting. I mean, it's just for that business. Hmm. So that... It's worked for Umqua, like yeah. very well. Like Umqua's reps are always, but they don't have five other companies that they're repping. Yeah, they're just repping Umqua, Umqua. so yeah. they know the product better. Yeah. When something new pops up, they're just sending it out to Umqua people, not fifty. You know, they don't have fifteen other brands to worry about. So, I mean, it, it's, it is something. I mean, you know, like now Ross Abel 
Airflow. Airflow are now all in Montrose. Mayfly. Mayfly Outdoors. And yeah, that's like an umbrella, but like you can go there and talk to anyone you want. Or they're call dialed. Them. They're, or call them. They're good over there. There's only three companies. Like you can go in there and talk to all those guys. And they're, everything's made in Colorado. Yeah. And there's maybe six guys that are going to answer the phone. Yeah. You know, Airflow is still made overseas in is it? England. Okay. I think they still produce it over there. Something or they have like something over there. Wales. Yep. But um, One of those the two places. real um, Airflow, or sorry, uh, Abel and Ross are made in Montrose. Yeah. But I, I had. And um, it's very good. Like the quality that comes out of those two factories is insane. Yeah. I mean, I had an Airflow line that like, um, I call it delammed you know where decord yeah the core ripped out and it was like bubbling yeah and um like within a week or so fishing it and called him up and he's like yeah no problem man we'll get you a brand new line he's like unfortunately you like it's just the way it goes sometimes when you're dealing with i had an airflow do that yeah and he's like you know because we're doing pvc free and we're trying these things like sometimes things happen but they and they stated on their website they have a one-year warranty program with their lines Mm-hmm. I think that's like no, I've never seen it with another company. I think Scientific Angler has that to a degree, not maybe not the same. I mean, they have a no crack, no split, like <clears throat> oh, I mean okay. everything. They cover everything on your line. SA doesn't state that, but they would probably cover that. Rio, I don't know, man. Like you could, hmm. we we Airflow's, warranty Airflow's we warranty a lot of lines. You'd be surprised. Airflow is based out of Brecon, Wales. Ah, oh, there you go. Yep. Wales and Montrose, Colorado. Nice. I think something. I I don't know. I I guess I haven't like. I mean, I feel like it, it's hard to warranty a line in in our industry because you need that line almost immediately. You're like, hey, I needed that line yesterday. Yeah. You know, like I need it, and so at the at the end of it, like I end up just buying new lines. So mm-hmm. This airflow is also sold to the Mayfly Outdoors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah no, but that's one of those things. Factory. Being local, you can walk right in. And yeah, I, that's what I did. Line. I walked in because I was going through Montrose. Yeah. I walked in. I was like, "Hey, man!" Like I talked to you on the phone. He's like, "Oh yeah, I got your line right here." He looked at it. He's like, "Yep, pull it off, and here's yep. your new line." And walked out the door. Just like Scott Rods, dude. Like you break a rod, and yep. don't matter. You, you just you, walk right you in. You drop it off with them. Like they they take care of you. And not to say that like when you send in a rod, they're not going to take care of you. What I have, but been, what if I you have going in liking, person, yeah, it's different, you know. And that face to face contact, like with those companies, really. And we're we're lucky we have those companies close. Um, but but I even mean, if you're not living close to them, and you send something in, they're going to take care of you. But yeah. it's it's different when you're right there. I, what I have been liking is like, I mean, we just shit all over Farbanks for a minute, but. Um, you know, like you can order tip sections, mm-hmm. which is crazy because in TFO you can do that. that was now. A, that's yeah. a relatively new. That's thing new because range. you used to have to send in your whole rod, yep. and then they'd assess it and just give you a tip section. But now you can just buy it, and it's crazy how many tips you break. Yep, and you can just buy the tip section. But again, it's like you know you're paying uh, on a pro deal. You know, you're like, well, is this really worth it right now? You're paying forty eight, fifty bucks for a tip section when yep. the rod is, you know. It's not that much it's more not that much. <laughs> on pro deal. You're like, yeah. It does hurt every time you break that. You're like, damn it. I know I can get one in a couple days, but it still sucks doing that. I know a few days ago I had a guy break a TFO rod and 
They're, the they've order, always had a great warranty, though. Yeah, they're always fast. And we've always talked it's about like it. Three in my experience, been like the best as far as turnaround. And yeah. And it, it used to be where it was like you send them your rod, a $35 check, you'd have a brand new rod within a week. Yep. Yeah. And now it's a little bit different. My dad just did one the other day. You can day. order sections yeah. just like Farbanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the guy broke the handle section. Oh, so you can order those sections yeah, too. Yeah, so just ordered a handle really? section. Nice. Showed up and we're good to go. I again. tried that one time. I was like, man, they're just handing out rods under warranty. And I ended up breaking a rod into like 20 different pieces yeah. and sent it in. That rod never showed back up. Nope. I I sent in, uh, they were like, nope, sorry, bud. <laughs> I sent in done. a vice in nine different pieces, four mm-hmm. piece rods, sent it in in nine pieces, and they warrantied it. Really? It was a nine month turnaround. But yeah. I never saw that rod again. I called, and they're like, "No." That's another thing I've heard. I have a buddy that sent <laughs> in two it. rods, and has even called him about it. And they're like, pretty much told him to pound sand. Like, yep, yeah, didn't get your rod. And he's yeah. got so proof he of got ship. one back. He's no, he or didn't no. get anything. Oh, really? He got proof of ship and everything. And they're like, "Yeah, I never received it. Sorry." It's I, been like a year and a half now. And he sent in two. Yeah, and he's just. I feel up. like you need to. Uh, that is one of those things where like if you're going to send rods in because i've sent in three before and i've only received one back mm-hmm. and you're like hey where are the other two and they're like no never got them and you're like what do you what do you mean they were in the same yeah. box in the together. same box yeah they're like never got them do yeah that's that? that's not cool so that's For me right there that's like that, well it's just interesting that that well, happened i'm gonna take be, my money to tfo next time it could be a lot of things yeah it could be a ton of things but i think it's almost safer just to send in one at a time yeah, but I've never heard of another company not honoring that. They're like, no, you didn't. I mean, I had everything, too. I was like, I I got shipping. I you got send everything. in three rods in one box, and they say they only get one? Yeah. Hell no. Taking my business elsewhere. Hey, no, I did. Hell no. That's Hell how no. I did. Yeah. It's amazing how many say rods. Who, but. Like, through my time working at Jeans, I've seen disappear. Yeah. <laughs> There's like four now that just like. It says it was sweep de- it under the rug. It says it was delivered <laughs> I, I to mean, whoever, and, and they're like, happen? and they're like, we never got it. And I'm like, well, the tracking number says it's delivered, yeah. and sometimes they're like, well, we'll just send you a rod, or sometimes they're like, no, we never got it. Like, mm. sorry, I just yeah. sent out a, a I sent it out might a be who jacket. you deal with. I sent out a jacket to get a zipper fixed. They're a pretty reputable company. Like three months ago. And I'm like, hmm, wonder, wonder where that is. And I like look online and it says that like, that I, it doesn't say that they received the jacket. It just says that it's pending. And I'm like, that was three months ago. I sent in this jacket and it was a $400 jacket. I'm like really Mm. nervous, man. I would be. (laughs) I'm going to call them here soon and just be like, Hey, did you guys get that? Like, I sent it through FedEx. Y'all seen it? Like, yeah, y'all seen this? <laughs> y'all, y'all should have seen this by now. <laughs> I, I need it. I, I do. It's going to be rainy soon. I could use that Please. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really going to need that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> you know the jacket because I sent it in because the zipper was all messed up. And that one day it was raining at camp yeah. and it was just leaking. Like, my the whole inside of my jacket was wet. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that was, and I was like, screw this. I'm sending this in. With some waiters. Yeah. On a 90 degree day. <laughs> that, was, that was a rough one. Yeah. That was an interesting trip, but it all worked. It all worked, huh? Well, 
yeah, I mean, the the warranty thing is. I, I, we talked about this on like two podcasts ago about warranty and like the certain mess. things, and some people do it right and some people don't. Yeah, but that's huge for a company though. Like personally, like if you want business, you want warranties. Yeah. Like you want to take care of that warranty. I mean, that's huge. You buy okay, a six hundred dollar so rod with a company that won't warranty your. We could pull this full circle. Or you buy a thousand dollar rod with a company that will repair it every time, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Snap yeah. it over your knee. Take it to them. They're gonna it's worth it the money you. to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tenfold. Um, we could bring this full circle. You were saying that you've sent in corker warranties. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Dude, it's good. I mean, you email them. Um, you say, say hey, we, we've got an issue. And they go, cool, we want pictures. You send pictures to them. And they go, sweet, do you want credit or do you want a replacement? Okay. And then they always they always show up like seven days later. Nice. So that's a plus for Corkers. That's a plus. They're good okay. at it. They they Brought have full circle warranty there. issues and <laughs> but, they they take care of the problem. But that also leads to us doing. Not that they're not a, like we carry them for a reason. I'm not trying to like shit on them. Yeah. But compared to other boots that we carry they see more warranties. we see a lot of issues got it mainly plus, that the soul i was just gonna say plus yeah. one that when you do have an issue then you spend the rest of the day without a soul on the bottom of your shoe yeah yeah it's horrible yeah, yeah. no it, totally we see people who are like oh, i fished all day with no soul on my left mm-hmm. boot and like it's stupid i need a new one huh like the worst that could happen um on what you get like um a shoelace that breaks uh, all the time, yeah. That you can kind of fix that. Yeah, you can just tie you get, knots in there. Thank you, bud. You get, uh, but the boa straps might be a little tougher, but they make like little replay. I mean, I guess you they, could, I guess you, you can pre-order. I guess the, you know to be positive, like you could pre- you could pre-order, uh, you could pre-order soles and carry them in your in your pack. That's so just when more you're shit. It's, it's more yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just trying shit. to I'm yeah. just trying to be nice. You know yeah. what I mean. But like you could you could pre order souls and, and get them in there in your pack. I mean so that's when they like blow a, out. that's just an extra step you got to think about for every trip it's you just take, stupid, everything you do. Where like you could go into Walmart and get a new pair of laces. Hey, get out of here, dog! Yeah, you could go. You you can tie a knot in the middle of your lace. Yeah, you can't. But I I've been there. I had yeah. cor- I had. I mean, I I own them. You've had corkers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I own them. Okay. <laughs> I used to. What would you guys say is an adequate lifespan for a pair of wading boots? Uh, I mean, I had my Freestones for like five years, six years before they that's blew out. Good. I had that Sims Vapor Tread. I've heard that's a good boot, or like, it was a good boot, yeah. Be, it was before the flyweight. Okay. And I had that all through college. I bought it when I moved into my dorm room. Until I graduated, I had that boot. And that was before I owned a boat. So, and so yeah, walk waiting yeah, a, lot. a lot. Yeah, and I think that was. Yeah, I took an extra year in school. Five, yeah, five years, and that boot took a beating. Get. Yeah, I don't. Go. But I think four to f- you know four years is. You get four or five years out of a. I feel like you should be able to. Yeah. Yeah, and then if waiters you're... are super variable, but yeah. boots are pretty consistent. Like waiters, it just depends on. And how many days doing. a year you're in them? Yeah. If you're sitting in a boat a lot versus like if you go wade, never yeah. sink. 
right. you're gonna put some holes for in sure. Or if you're just bushwhacking, gonna, if you gotta, if yeah. you hike places where you gotta go walk away, it's like um, in you know a mile or two. Like it's nice to have. A good yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like just hiking in them. Yeah, because that's hard there are places them. like yeah. that is hard on them, but they're like Cheeseman Canyon and things like that where people actually have to go hike for a ways. Yeah, and something I've noticed over yeah. the years, like Worth I think the quicker. the most failures and waiters come from like the gravel guard down, mm-hmm. and it's all in that neoprene booty and the tape, and like where they can repair those. Yeah. Now the the tighter your boot fits. So if if you wear a really tight wading boot, where it's kind of crammed in there, maybe you're getting cold toes from like when it's cold because so, it's so tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wader is gonna wear out significantly faster. Whereas if somebody has like wiggle room and they're wading, like in the neoprene booty, in the boot. Or you're just talking boot. The the booty of the wader. He's yeah, saying like right, where yeah, where is that? That's booty. Where, yeah, in the neoprene shoes. booty. Yep. Yeah. If it's too tight, you're looking at two to three years on that waiter. And if there's a warranty, you're sending them in or you're getting new waiters. Right. Because, like, if that tape goes, you're, you can't aqua seal that shit. No. Yeah. You can try. I'm sure you it, have. It, if it, I've seen people try it. Yeah. And it just gets, like, aqua seal gets so stiff, the booty can't move. And it's just done. Yeah. So I, I think if, if people wear tight, wading boots on their waders they're way less light but if you have a lot of room in there you're not that's a good point i think the big problem with wading boots too is they shrink yep so like sims in the leather it's annoying as well if you leave them over summer yeah and they get all tight they're sitting in the garage and dry you put them on and you're just like oh yeah when did i get a seven you saw that the other yeah. day when we when I was putting on like waders on the Arkansas. Yeah, where like I could barely get my boots on. Yep. And you're like, uh oh. Yeah. You like, gotta go yeah, get this in the is, water. This isn't gonna be good. Cold boots yeah, in the morning. To, I had yeah. to get in the water to really get them on. I used to own um, a pair of boots. I had to go soak them in the river, and then I'd get them on, and they were still just like, oh, this is so tight. Yeah. And then you'd go stand in the river for 10 minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, we're good. And then you have to lace up them tighter. You're yep. like, oh, man, now they're, now they're, they're breaking loose. in. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I don't know if off. I'm sold on the leather <laughs> Yeah, completely. No, that's, that's the, the, old, the old Sims, durable. The old Sims, yeah. the old Sims boots, those G3 ones that were the leather ones, those were the best boots that I think were ever made. Yeah. As far as waiting boots are concerned, like, those were awesome. And I, like I said, I loved hard. I loved my freestones. I never felt like my freestones yeah. ever shrunk really too much. They never shrunk. Oh. Like they they were amazing boots. And now just, everything's garbage. <laughs> I've heard a big problem. Everything's garbage. I've heard a big problem with the new Sims ones. I think the ones Brennan was just talking about that he had for a long time in college. They upgraded those, and the laces. This is a big one for me. If I buy wading boots, I look for metal guides yeah. that your laces run through yeah if you get fabric they're gonna pop oh yeah you're gonna reach a point where you're gonna go to cinch those on i feel like everyone's moved those. to that though yeah most of them have those new the, you go lightweight though you go the flyweights yeah. and uh when they're people trying are to, trying to trying get to, the lightest yeah, boot possible right, to hike yeah. in yeah that's that's what draws me away from points the of failure ones. yeah, yeah. Points it, all, of failure. It, all, it all comes back to that it really does i get that completely yeah um yeah i mean I I think I break more laces because of that sometimes though. But yeah. that, again, that's not a bad a thing. So that's easier yeah, to replace. Exactly. That's way exactly. way easier to replace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, way easier. You place. can tie I a mean, knot in it and make it through the day. Yeah, I mean, my or the rest of the year, two the, years, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the season, it's like every time you crank it up, you're like, oh, well, this is gonna break, and they break. And I had like five or six different knots in there at one yeah. point, and like you can barely even tie like your regular loop, swoop, and pull knot, dude. You're yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I have enough <laughs> to do this. Uh, triple surgeons, yeah. water knot. How am I gonna keep these together here? I mean, I just cam strap them, you know, just yeah. wrap a cam strap around. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we covered that pretty well. As yeah, far as that. Everything's garbage. Yeah, everything is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay. So I had, um, I mean, if we're on the warranty talk here, maybe I already brought this up on the podcast, but I had a pair of um, um, Smith sunglasses that cracked, like the frame cracked for no good reason. Like it was just worn out cracked and like sent them a picture and they're like yeah here's you know buy a brand new pair of glasses and they didn't even want they just wanted a picture of me breaking them in half and then they just gave me a credit for brand new glasses yeah i'm going back to smith i had a bad experience with a company that wouldn't do the same thing for the same situation luxotica that was the company you got owner, the owner. That's, you that's, got two. That's, that's the umbrella, umbrella company. That's the umbrella. That's the umbrella company. I gotta get. Are you getting a picture of this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look no. At this guy. I want to see this. I am now though. <laughs> oh great. Drink your beer. Drink your beer. Two hoods. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. We can. We can beat that horse yeah. as much as we want, I but warrant, warranty mine. is key. And that's you only learn from experience or yeah. from hearing stories. But bottom line is, really, you want to work with the companies that are going to work with you in situations. Yeah. That's a very good point. I think we needed to kind of clear that up because I we didn't really go into detail on the last episode. We were just like, man, corkers suck. Yeah, it was probably like three hours in. Yeah, too, I definitely. Imagine. I think it was towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, basically every company has stuff that's going to fail. Yeah. Sims. Yeah. Or, for sure. Orvis, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Name but one. If, yeah. But if, if you want to keep those people and you want to keep selling that product or the new product that you come out with, if you're not taking care of your customers, you have an issue. Big so time. for example, like Farbanks with Sage, Reddington, and Rio, if you send in a Sage rod right now, you're looking at like a year. Yeah, and they might if That's if you have like an, if you have like a Z axis or an XP, it's gonna Probably cost longer, you. Yeah. It's gonna cost you over a hundred dollars. And That's what insane. back in the isn't day, it per section? It used to be yeah, per section. Per it was section. like ten percent of the full rod cost per section. Well, that's Wasn't changed. It? So okay. they they have a completely different. They they changed it last year the way you warranty the rod, or now it's called a repair. It's not a warranty, and they. Depending on how old your rod is, there's different brackets. So it's like 25, 50, and then I can't remember what, like, the if it's past 2010 is the cusp now. So, like, the XP, I think, would be on that line for Sage. Yeah, you have to pay 200 bucks. It's to like 150 or something. or something like that, and they'll, yeah. they'll still repair it. And but then they're it's like, like, hey, buy the new well, rod. Or 2005 what? or something like that is where they're going to start upgrading you. Yeah. And it's super messy, and it just, like, has steered – and same thing with Reddington. It's just steered people away from buying that product again. Yeah. Whereas, like, Orvis or Sims or Scott or 
the mayfly will and take see, care that's, of you. That's the thing though too is like You're the gonna thing get the I've same noticed with back. Farbanks is they're cranking out brand new rods and new names every year and a half. And every year and a half they're like, This is our new upgraded rods, this is the R eight core or whatever, right? You got companies that have been doing rods, good rods, for a long time. Um, no need to upgrade it. No need to change the name. I mean, Scott like just did the centric, right? But how many years was the Radiant, Radiant the top rod, right? That you can get. Look at Orbis. They got the the Helios. They just keep and they're, upgrading they're like, the we're not going to make a new rod. Why? Why would we? Yeah. The Radiant or the Helios is still selling like hotcakes, and it's still the best rod that most people, a lot of people, say you can get. They're on the market, still working right? on a new rod, like all those, like when. I mean, they did the blackout, but I don't know if I can. So like Scott, I'll just go ahead and it's already happened, so it doesn't matter. I don't know if I could say this or not, but is that what you're saying? Well they like up? like like two years ago we couldn't talk about it. About the centric. Or no, three years ago. Yeah. Two or three years ago. Like the rep came in and he's like, Hey, like we have a new rod. It's gonna replace the radio. And then we casted it and we're like, Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then he came back later that year and he's like, No, we're not replacing it, like the, the prototype is, isn't better. But honestly... And then, the, and then it waited a while. It waited a while. And then, like, two years later, he comes back, and they're, they're like, he, cast this. Right. We all cast it, and it was like, holy shit. Like, that thing's sweet. You're like, this is it. And then three months later, the Centric came out. Right. Which... I, I mean, we were having this conversation the other the day. Centric's sick. It's the just, Centric it's, is sick. It's different than the Radian. It's a Radian, but it's just like a, a little faster <clears throat> in the back. Yes, faster in the back. But it's got a softer tip. Yes. Yeah. Which is the Radian already had a pretty soft tip and was like a softer rod. But when they right. came out with that, they were like, we got this combo down. Yeah. It's not necessarily. I mean, that better, says it's that not says something rod. about the company, though. If it takes it's them five years, rod. I mean, every company might say, yeah, we're working on building a new rod but if it takes them five years to build a new a new rod that's worth it that's better than you and know it's the same thing with orvis like sages repping them out if it took them a year to design a new rod and get it out is it how much better is it going to be I, th- I still think the radian was the best rod that they yep. had yep my I mean, buddy has a yeah, nine and a half foot there. six weight radian and that thing is so much fun to fish yeah i mean you've cast it you have centrics yeah I you cast that four weight. Yep. You that, know, I mean that four weight is it's pretty unbelievable. It's sick dry fly rod. And I honestly it's been so long since I've casted the four weight radian, but I'm like, dude, this is pretty slick, man. Like that rod, I get why it costs so much because it, it literally does you it feel like a feels better fisherman. Good in your hand. You're just like, Oh my god, I feel like you I could put this thing it. anywhere right now. And you can for yeah. the most part. I think it's that full well. I mean the, the full well mm-hmm. does it on that rod. The only two rods that I, like, really, like, hold up nowadays and, like, feel good about them is that Centric, the Radian, and then some of those Helios rods. Yeah. Was, <clears throat> Depending on the action, or, sorry, the the weight and the length is of the that? rod. Whose phone is that? Oh. Um, the Helios feels good. Yeah. I haven't casted too many of those. They, they're... I've heard the Blackout's awesome. Yes. Compared to the Centric, I would say... They're a little more dull or damp. Like, you get a little less feedback. Okay. 
Whereas like with the Scott rods, you, you notice a lot more. Yeah. That tight graphite. Yeah. You just feel, there's more feel in the rod. Whereas like the Helios is a little more dull. Something to say about those handmade rods though. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't, they're all good rods. Yeah. The, the four, the four wheat Helios is a pretty good rod to fish. Yep. I think it casts really well. It's awesome. But, um, a lot of Scott rods too, like the um, other ones are more dry fly rods. They're kind of more uh, full flex. Mm-hmm. That's what Scott's good good for is like really good like um, dry fly rods. G series, yeah, 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 they're G so series for sure. Exactly. Like the, so, like to get if you want a faster action rod, it was hard to find a fast action Scott rod until the Radian really yeah. came around. Honestly, well, right. Well, like the to- like the rod market has totally mm-hmm. like shifted in the last twenty years, from what I've heard from like everyone was on the slow weight train and then the fast graphite well i mean out. think about it i mean everyone used to yeah. fish you know like i mean back in the cane poles you know right, it was right. slow super slow action and that's what yeah. people wanted to see when they're coming into fly fishing was that slow action rod mm-hmm. and sometimes you can put a fast action rod in somebody's hand and it's like oh now you can figure out the cast a little bit or medium fast or whatever and they can figure that out where they're fishing a super slow action rod and they just can't, you know, their arm and their head's moving a lot quicker than that rod's supposed to move. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that. Well, and that's what's cool about, like, Winston. They haven't, like... Move that a little closer now. You can move that, too. Winston (laughs) hasn't, um, like, changed their rods up that much. Like, they, they have boron, right, which is fast, but it... It still acts kind of slowish. Well, it's very well, flexible, <laughs> but like Winston hasn't moved away from that. Uh, like they still have that like very flexible. You'll call it fast. Okay. Like it it, re- it recovers fast, but it's still very soft feeling in the hand. And Winston is stuck with that. They haven't like made a very snappy fast rod. Mm-hmm. I guess they've done. Like the Nexus, and then I think I mean that. a lot There's of the Alpha fall in that, and the the Alpha is definitely it's their stiffer rod, but it's still not like they're fast. It's action. not like Centric or Helios. Yeah, dog farted. I don't know. Sounds <laughs> terrible. I was gonna here. say, dude. I was like, oh my god, who dude. did that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's Mac. I was thought that was wailing under me. I was like, Jesus, someone got into something. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, dude, I was, I was getting gassed out over here. Sorry. I think that's, I was having a, a, that's probably the elk breakfast sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been you too or, or Mac. No, Mac. Mac had smoked breakfast sausage. Yeah. Nice. Jake's like, sorry, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was hard for me to focus. I'm not going to lie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, dude. I was I'm like, trying really hard, man. But. Sitting over here like, whoa. Well, I think like to go on that, like, I mean, fly fishing's changed a lot mm-hmm. over the last, you know, 20, 30 years where like everyone wants something different and people want it now, you know, like people don't want to, I've talked, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast, but people don't want to, like, they want a fast action rod because they want it to work now. They don't want to learn how to actually cast that medium fast or that slow action rod. And I've seen, I've had, I've, I've done guide trips where people have built rods, can't cast them worth a shit. And they're like, this, oh, I can't believe I built this. This rod sucks. And you're like, no, you just, you can't, you haven't figured out how to cast you don't it. Know how to well, it's an interesting, tools. it's an interesting way to look at it though, because like, but also 
uh, fly fishing itself has changed where like you used to people used to just dry fly fish yeah so like a slow, that's it a, yeah how much weight can i throw on this exactly right so like you're throwing uh, you know meat <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> huck and meat dude you could say it huck and meat i just wanted to say it. <laughs> say meat yeah <laughs> uh anyway but you, you know you're throwing big streamers or you're th- putting a bobber on there with uh, weights and stuff like that and trying to get deeper and trying to get deeper and trying to get deeper. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this leaves your train of thought. <laughs> but slow action rods did have a point because of dry fly fishing. Yes, that's what my point. But was. now it's but like now it's I like don't want the, a slow action the, the style, dry fly rod. But there's so many different styles of fishing. You know, yeah. even for like if you're throwing big dry flies, like a lot of people back, you know, when fly fishing started, weren't throwing size four grasshopper patterns. Yeah, or stone flies or stuff like that. So like a slow action rod kind of sucks for that. It, I think a lot of applications these days, it's really tough to put it's a slow a, action rod in someone's hands. Well, on top of not only casting, though, is like trying to set a hook. Yes. So yes. if you're trying to set a big hook into a fish's face, right? With a slow action rod. It's going to just give to the fish so much yeah. that you can't get a good hook set. Yeah. And that's part of why you use a stiffer a stiffer butted rod or a stiffer action rod to also, to also, Tambien. <laughs> you go um to be able to boom like really put the hammy on them yeah and, and put the hammy on them <laughs> Give, put the hammy on them give them the hammer body yeah but that's you gotta put it in so a slow action rod also on big big dry fish so like so the style of fly fishing has also changed yeah to, and to, I, to dictate that and I, I guess where i was going is like you can't you can't hand someone a slow action rod these days with just without any flies, just lying on it and be like, here, cast this. A lot of people aren't going to know how to cast that. And they're going to think that it's the rod and not them because they haven't taken the time to learn how to do that. And so, like I was saying, like you put a fast action rod in someone's hand where everyone's going, I can do this. You know, like I don't know how to cast this. And because they, they want it now. They, they don't want to sit there and wait on a back cast. They want it now, you know, like, and that's where I moved from, you know, I went to fast action rods with clients. And I'm like, here you go, dude. Have a time of your life, man. <laughs> like, you're gonna be able to cast this thing. But you give them a slow action four weight. You know, they're not gonna be able to do it. And so you have to be able to. They got to be precise with those things at times, and they have to whip that shit around. And that's what people want. I I, I think maybe I'm not explaining it right. Like what I have in my head. <clears throat> I don't think. I maybe. I I guess I'm I'm like I'm just trying to say like. I mean, you were saying everything's changed as far as rods and like everyone's moving in this fast action oh, totally. world and line weights have moved up. Like, think about it. You like buy rod manufacturers. I was listening for the last to the Orvis podcast the to find the, the fastest action. Yeah. The, I was listening to the latest Orvis podcast on the way here and they were talking. There was a guy that wrote in that was upweighting his rod by two, two line weights. But they're already upweighting them. I you know. look at well, the, the back lo- of your line, and they're already half weight or full weight heavy. To me, that just says you have a shitty fly rod. No, what like, that's, you, or you what don't that's, know how to cast no, or what something. That, you know, what that's no. telling me, I don't know. Man. I think their lines have changed, coinciding exactly. with the rod. This is what I'm saying. So yeah. it's changed okay. because everyone's throwing yeah. fast action rods these days. 
because no one can throw us. Yeah, because they want, they needed to load because they don't know how to wait. Because no one yes. can put a trout <laughs> they taper don't on it. They don't know how to cast it. They don't want to learn how to cast it. Is my whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. I know, like I, I think about it constantly. Where I'm like, people don't want to learn how to actually cast a fly rod. Where you could probably hand either one of us a slower action rod might take us one false cast and be like, oh, got it. You know, and you can back cast that. It might take might might you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe a couple, but you know what I mean. Where we can just feel that rod. Where a lot of people can't feel the rod, and then you hand them a fast action rod, and they're like, oh, got it. You know, and they can feel that a little bit differently. But some people also just don't want to learn how to actually cast, and so you give them a fast action rod, they feel like they're doing something. It's like a golf. It's like a golf club. What are we talking about? What 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 people? Just. People and people who fly fish in general, <laughs> not as much as the guide would. Though. Yeah, like people Let's that, say that step on your boat. People who wear corkers. I don't think. <laughs> I disagree though. People like, on our boats. I disagree. That I, okay, uh, there's a lot of people that don't guide that like fish probably just as hard and harder than. For me. sure, yeah, but yeah, okay. You know I mean? right. So I think there's still like but, those guys. But, I'm just throwing. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I'm missing the point, or maybe you're missing the point. I'm trying to convince. No, I'm not missing okay. the point. Do you understand what I'm saying yeah, with that though? Yeah. That it's like. A lot of people just don't want to learn how to actually do that. A lot of clients, and because we all grew, a lot of yeah. people, a, a lot, lot of people no, that are trying to oh, people wait, in general, a lot of people that are trying to learn how no, to fly think, fish. Yeah, people in general. Yeah, that's a so way to like put you it. can equate equate it to a golf club. Mm-hmm. People will buy a higher end, faster golf club because they have a shitty golf swing, and they can't let the let the club do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And so they buy higher end, faster golf clubs to or make you their just, swing look better. Totally. Or you're just a beast. Totally. You know? I've seen that before. You know, it's this, it's the same equivalent. <laughs> kind yeah. of piggybacking on what you just said. Piggyback. I mean, like I've had people, and I'm sure Brennan's seen it too. I've had people come in the shop with like pretty middle of the line rods and they're like, oh, I need to upgrade my rod. I just, I just, I'm not performing. It's not well. good enough. And, yeah. and nine times out of 10 in those situations I've seen in the shop, I, and I'm honest with them. I'm like, you don't need a new rod. You need a new line. Yep. You're putting a ten-year-old yeah. line for from sure. your old five-weight. That's and, a good point. And you throw it on this new six hundred-dollar rod. Like I've seen that too, or I've seen people that own like you know a TFO Pro Two or like yeah. um you know lower end type rod, still a good rod. Yeah. Or middle of the road the or yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I middle of the road Reddington, yeah. and then they they put some like random line on it yeah. or some cheap one that spooled up. In those like oh this is my grandfather's kids. line yeah that and I just was, put on yeah this, this yeah. reel or whatever that's a good point as well and and they're like lost they're like well this is so they a, think they need a new rod three hundred dollar rod and now I need to go buy centric because I can't cast yeah no but we, how many your no, line no. sucks who's up sorry we we see it all the time in the shop where like people are like Peter said like I th- I think the most popular rod out there is the Pro Two from TFO yeah we see that the most in the nine foot baseball bat. And people come in and they're like, I, I can't cast this rod or this, you know, this doesn't work. It's a medium fast. And isn't it? But people are putting like, let's say a, a Rio Grande on there or they're on the opposite extreme. They're putting a, a just a standard five weight trout taper. And then they're trying to nymph deep. And it's either it. overloading it or underloading it. And like, they really need like on those pro twos, like the line that works with that would be like the infinity from right. SA or the universal taper from airflow. The Rio gold works great. Like they're, they're overweighted just a hair, but they're not a full line size heavy. So like the line that goes on that rod matters. 
like you can have a super cheap rod or an inexpensive rod and put a high dollar fly line on there and you're achieving somewhat of the same performance it's still not like the high dollar line or a high dollar yeah, rod completely i've always said that like you can buy a thousand dollar rod and put the wrong line on it and you're going to catch just like as shitty shit. as those little starter packs that you yep. can buy from reddington yep and you, and you can get a, a reddington path which is a basic basic rod that it comes in a kit yeah and you can put a 130 dollar fly line on a, it and all of a sudden you're casting pretty dang good yeah, you put pretty dang good. An, an SA Infinity on there, <laughs> and I think that's a pretty good like combo. Like they pair well. Yeah, I think fly but line the fly is line just is as important as, as, as the rod. rod. I think yeah, I, mean, I think a reel is more get the important wrong than mix. anything. Shut up. Weird take. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm very <laughs> interested. <laughs> I think sometimes like if you if you put a, a larger arbor or a heavier reel sometimes that can help counterbalance a little bit but oh, i yeah. think for the most part like it's like it's with more 10 foot rods, the, maybe. the rod is an extension of your arm yeah. you know and you have to be able to make the right motion as well to make it work in right. my opinion and that like that i teach that more than anything i teach more casting more than anything like hey you really want to be good at this you need to learn how to cast like screw your mm-hmm. men screw your hook sets screw it. like you need to get first get the flies where they need to be you have to present the bugs exactly you got to get them where they need to be. And most can, of it is that cast. We can fish the whatever's working. Yeah. But if you can't present the fly to the fish, yeah. it doesn't matter. So, therefore, like your rod and line combo. At that point, it doesn't matter if it's like, yeah. it's you like, know, you're not, you just can't. There's do a lot it, of, there's know? so you many things work. though. Like, it's like, yeah, this could, it, again, this could go down just a crazy yeah, You could, you could have the best re- uh, everything and still, still not know suck. Where, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. We've, We've all seen, seen people it. show up. Still yeah. don't know where to cast a fly to, and yeah. you're like, nope, you're, or don't know how to. Nope. You're five well. feet off. Yeah. Six inches off, five feet, whatever. Yeah. All the same. Try again. Did you yeah. even know where you cast it? A little it? bit further. Yeah. <laughs> just leave it. Yeah. I get, you know, and they get it a little close. I can work with that. I'll work with that. Just, just, just leave it. Just You're going to yeah. just leave it. I'm tired I'll, of telling you to recast. Yeah. I'll work with it. I mean, but again, I think the best way to equate it is, is golf. It yeah. literally is. Like, yeah. you buy all the expensive shit to impress your friends. And your then you swing, don't know how to use any of it. Your swing and you're still like, sucks. Oh, I need I need better shit because this isn't working. I'm still shanking it. You know, it's like no, you're you're gonna shank it no matter what rod you have or yeah. what club, club you have in whether your whether it's a thousand dollar club exactly. or a ten dollar club. Yeah. I you know, like you could pick up Peter could pick up a ten dollar rod, a hundred dollar rod and be like, I could put it wherever you want me to put it. No problem. Could he? <laughs> could he Are you sure about I think, that? I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think he could. You know, I mean, we've all seen it, you know, where or you're like, like, yeah, I mean, like, like hey, man, you know, like, like, all right, if you're going to own a $1,200 setup, you should learn how to cast it. That's all I'm asking. Maybe That's just cast in your grass. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you got a nice lawn. You yeah. got, you got a, you got get a, a nice, lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you got a nice rod. I'm sure you got a lawn. I'm sure you live next to a soccer you field. You buy a shitty fly line and <laughs> cast it here and there. <laughs> yeah. sure. Exactly. It's your job. Like, I mean. There's only so it, much. It might be my job, but there's only so much you can do yeah. to like oh, fix it in the moment. It, it's it's tough. Or it's like, <laughs> I mean, I talk about that again. We probably talked about this all the time on this podcast, but I talk about that with like with some of the best hatches of the year that these guys come down for or pay for, and you're like, Look, you can't dude, cast. You just showed up to the Super Bowl, and you haven't even practiced once. And you, you think tackle? you're gonna play? Yeah, you think <laughs> you think you're gonna be able to compete? 
Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, the least you could do is practice. Like, just do a little bit. Cast before last we get night. Here. Yeah, anything. No. Uh, I mean, the, I wish I could. Go to the golf course pond. Yeah, right? I know you got, I know you got a membership there. I you know, know you're there. <laughs> I know you're there four times a week, <laughs> shanking the ball towards the grass into the pond. You know, go grab your rod and just throw it in the pond while you're there. Make sure I catch the ball. Though, how often people show up to get on a trip with like and and they're like jazz they pull out a brand new thousand dollar rod and able custom yeah. painted put it all together how yeah, do i don't use know this what to do. yeah <laughs> check out my rod i'm like you got that's cool man nice let's see that's let's gonna make the house better <laughs> yeah, exactly what do i do with it now yeah, yeah. now what i've seen it go, <laughs> yeah. I, i've seen it go a lot the other way though yeah me too i've seen him pull him out and you're like holy shit this guy what knows what he's doing in the world yeah push button reels yeah auto retrieve reels or people who show up with still and they're like, just spot on all day on their cast just absolutely not <laughs> oh you're just saying just random shit that they bring like bad stuff not expensive stuff i've seen people try to think car fish the gorge hmm. <laughs> interesting <laughs> what was that what was that word you used again Tinkara. huh ah the good. <laughs> I don't think you said it right. Say it one more time. Tinkara. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I people show up on trips with rods still in plastic. Haven't even. They don't even have line heard, on their I've reel. I've heard pe- people don't try, don't even have line on their salmon reel. on tinkara rods. Jesus, what are these? Pe- these people need to grow <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> Jesus. God damn. What's happening? <laughs> What's that's what I mean, dude? No one, no one wants tinkara. to learn. Tinkara fish the gorge. I from a boat. That's insane. <laughs> I did it. I don't know. I just think I there's a it. misconception <laughs> out there that if you have better higher quality gear that you're gonna perform. I think that's better. what and we're I getting. I don't at. think that's the case. No, I think that's basically what we're, what we're no. saying. Yeah. yeah. Like no, you gotta better, take the time better, to learn. Better gear yeah. makes you better. You'd I'm, you'd I'm be you'd be more like you'd probably be way better off to hire someone to teach you how to cast a mid-grade rod then buy a high-end rod and all the setup and i disagree though learn. because it's like it's like being, what do you mean I don't because it's like all. being it's being in like okay you're not going to advocate like, for your job i am advocating for my job <laughs> i disagree people should not hire me at all <laughs> they should just go fish they should just <laughs> go buy the best buy the shit there is yeah. <laughs> actually that's a good point actually <laughs> nobody do actually a, i think you're right you're, you're right nobody do anything just hire us <laughs> I have nothing else to say. But like, okay. No, if, I was going to say, it's like being in a kitchen or anything else. Like, right. Like you can do, you can do a lot of things in different ways and you can, um, there's always a wall where you hit, where you're trying to learn something. Yeah. Right. No matter what it is, yeah. whether it's, um, anything cooking or music or fishing or anything. And that's when you hire a professional. And, well, you can give up and you could quit or you could like or you could stay at that wall and never break through yeah or you could just or you could have a revelation and come through with everything yeah. and so like <clears throat> i don't know just do your thing get get buy your gear but i think top of the top of the line gear is the best to get because it's like buying an instrument or anything else like that yeah i mean like you get what you, you pay for but like if you want to get started in something get something kind of like lower end to see if you like it but once you like it then get something good yeah no and, i'm not saying people should i mean i agree that. like there's a reason that the gear that is on the top of the market and is priced at that point 
there's a reason why it's there, right? Yeah. But if you've never played guitar in your life, you're not going to go out and buy a Martin. People do, though. Yeah. People with and money. then it sits in the People corner of the room because they that, hit the wall. I, I think you're breaking the point, or but you're making the point. I, that's, that what I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you're making our point. I am yeah, making okay. our point, yeah. yes. Our point. Yes, everyone's yeah. collective point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And moving on. And done. <laughs> no, good gear is good gear. Yes. And, and it, you know, if learn on cheaper stuff, you won't learn on good stuff, but like good gear is good gear and it, it makes you a better fisherman. You said yeah. it at the beginning of all this, you pick up a good rod. Yeah, and you're like, it does. Holy shit. But you yeah. got to know how to manipulate that rod. And you don't well, even, you really don't even have to though. Like, I mean, you can be, you can be okay at it and it still makes you feel pretty good. Like, yeah, you, you don't, but what I'm saying is that but like, it makes you, it will help you for the people out there that fast action rod, you can to go f- out and buy a thousand dollar rod. And an able reel it's and not about a two hundred dollar line. Don't think that you need that. You can make do. I spent I agree. the majority of like my upbringing fishing with shitty Cortland rods, yeah. and I could still go out there and catch yeah. fish with the best of them. A lot of I under, I'm totally. So I you totally don't agree. always need that to get through. I think we're all making on the same. same point here. Yeah, I think people. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. Any gear. Okay, yeah. but if you don't but, like, know, think what of you're it doing, in the metaphor this way: like, okay, so nice like, gear helps. You could, you could play, totally. you could, you, you know, like, you could play like a a song on um um a Walmart guitar, and you could make, you could play that song. Yeah, but you have to learn how to play that song. No, uh, no, it's no, a guitar. you don't. It's a you guitar. Just, it's it a gu- just plays it for you. No, it's a guitar. Like you this can, isn't you, Guy so Clark. No, we're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about quality. So like. You you pick up a guitar. The lowest Do you already end. know how to play it though? Yes, and okay. you pick up the lowest end. Right? So so you're making the point right now. You have to know how to play it before it'll play. Right. So just get something cheap. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> am, am I? Who? Am if you want to enjoy what you're doing, get a good rod. That's what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> I get what you're saying. All I know is. Okay. Me and Brendan fish like two hundred dollar rods probably more days out of the year than we do nice rods. Well, I have. Would you I, agree, Brendan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I fish a two hundred dollar <laughs> rod more days than dude. The, I fish mainly because I'm a cheap ass. But, pro two nine foot four weight. Dude, the, the, the that's two, my guide rod. The two Scots I have right now. It's taken me thirty two years to buy those rods. Yeah. Like I mean, those are the two yeah. nicest rods I've ever owned, and right. I only fish them, and uh-huh. I only fish them at certain occasions. But how nice are they? They're amazing. Amazing. But I had to, because they're I had so to much learn better to, than your two hundred dollar rod. No, like, I, I enjoy fishing it, but I I know how to fish it. Mm-hmm. Is I I I don't think the point is getting through. But I've also taken the the pro. But too. I fish I fish a TFO or a Reddington most of the year. What is the point? Straight up, <laughs> I don't. I don't. The know point if is, I'm you have to know Redican how to do all it. Day long. You have to. That's all. I, you have to know how to fish it. If you know what you're doing, you don't that necessarily was, need a thousand exactly to get it done. Yes, and I, I know it's and, nice. And to my have. point was, that, but if you do know what you're doing, you, uh, having a yeah, thousand dollar rod would be way nicer. Yeah, than you should do it. It's much Completely. more enjoyable. Like yes. my, <laughs> yeah, completely. My, my nine foot four weight. Say if I had a nine foot four weight Radian and a nine foot four weight Pro Two, I'm going to have a much more enjoyable day with the Radian. Yes. Rather than the Pro Two. Yes. Exactly. But I can still get almost as much accomplished with 
the pro two. Yes. Well, fuck, you could get you could catch <laughs> you, you or, could catch or, a fish with a cu- uh, stick and a string. I could cut if off you a want. willow and <laughs> like, tie on some line. Jesus, like like it's at the end of all the right, day. I think we need all to right, move. we're moving yeah, on. Yeah, we need to move subjects here. <laughs> We we need to change subjects here. Segway. <laughs> I don't think with this is gonna be a There's good no segue. Peter, do you wanna do your book report? <laughs> Peter's sure, book. if we want to. Pe- and now time for Peter's book report. Peter's book do report. Do you guys wanna do you wanna discuss what you've heard on it? I haven't heard much. You probably know more than I do. Okay. Um, do you wanna bring up the topic and see if anybody knows what we're talking about? Yeah, I, I I saw what you were looking at and I have no idea. Okay. So maybe Peter should just bring it up. Pull it up here before I... Oh, real quick. Let me just pull it up. On my MacBook. After he put his computer away. I don't need this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, there is a land exchange going on in Colorado on the Blue River. Um, it's called the Blue Valley Land Exchange. It's with a, um, a private ranch, Blue Valley Ranch, and the BLM. So, basically, from what I've gathered from it so far is... Um, they're exchanging certain parcels of land, some of which reside as riverfront property on the Blue River. Um, and basically, it's for conservation purposes. So, they're like, so some is of their it... main goals are to okay. protect Green Mountain and Sand Toy Mountains for, from future development and just offer more access for the public, basically. So, the l- landowner is giving it to the blm is that so it's an exchange so what's going on here is so he's getting land for it right so they're just exchanging what parcels. but what land is so that's kind of so blue blue valley ranch is it's massive i looked it up on the map and they own a lot of land on the blue river um predominantly more down in grand camp grand county but it does affect um summit county as well so kind of right on the cusp there but we're talking the lower Blue River. So what I have here is it's it's saying that the Blue Valley Ranch is giving up 1,800 acres of private land in exchange for 1,400 acres of currently existing public land, right? So it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. So so basically, there's certain sections of public water on the Blue River mm-hmm. that are in what you would call a landlock, right? So it's not like it's surrounded by public mm-hmm. or sorry, surrounded, surrounded by, by private. private. Yeah. And it's a section of public, but there's no access to get in through the public. Ex- unless you float or something. And unless you, you can float. park on the public. Right. So, and, and we'll get into that more too, because that gets into the, the river stuff on it. Um, the nitty gritty. But basically, yeah. So they're exchanging certain parcels. So the VLM went to them and was like, or I don't I don't know how it worked out in that sense, but basically they've they've come to an agreement to exchange this land over here for this land, um, and it in terms of acres the BLM is is getting just over four hundred acres extra in this land swap. Um, but basically what they're wanting to do is get rid of those landlocked sections. Or there was a couple of them that were like yeah there were public sections landlocked by private. And they wanted to to have the public be able to access that for recreational purposes, fishing, hunting, hiking. Um, so it's not it's not just exclusively for riverfront property. Actually, majority of this land is on Green Mountain, um, and it's it's a lot for like uh, hunter restoration and stuff like that. So, hmm. um, so what they're gonna do is they're putting in 
uh, trails, walk-in fishing access, picnic tables, even wheelchair accessible fishing areas. Mm-hmm. Gonna have um, to give me a wheelchair on the lower. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I was just thinking of a story that I yeah. Okay, sorry, Peter. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, I don't know from from what I've gathered on it. It, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good thing for the public. Um, it's I think I read 2.4 additional contingent riverfront miles that are going to be added or accessible now. Um, so definitely more like room for, for walk waders and even boaters. So they're also putting in um, two takeouts. They're, one of them already currently exists, but they're, they're going to re- restore – a boat launch and then they're going to put in an additional one so it's going to definitely offer more opportunities for kayakers and floaters um through the canyon below green mountain reservoir and on down to the confluence of the colorado so so it's not necessarily a bad thing i don't from what i gather from it absolutely not it's it looks and this like is all it's new be, to us for it's all new of to us. us yeah so I've we never, have no idea what's going on necessarily yeah we might have to dig a little deeper to see because yeah what I had heard something that it was going to affect the public and that it wasn't necessarily a good thing. I don't know. I just heard something. That's why I asked yeah. you to look it up because I had no totally. idea. So I, like, from what I gathered from it, I, I don't think I, – I could see how maybe some people would look at it that way, and I'm sure there's those opinions out there. But for the public, it's a good thing, especially for recreators. You get 2.4 more miles of accessible um, – Riverfront access. Riverfront access. They're also putting in a trail, a hiking trail, into um, the canyon below Green Mountain Reservoir, which traditionally has been very, like, unaccessible for fishermen. So I think that's a huge win. Um, There's not going to be any takeaway as far as, like, most of that river is private. So for, like, floaters, you know, people were worried about, well, there's certain public sections, those landlocked sections, where they could stop and rest. Um, They're going to implement rest stops. And, uh, so, I mean, it's for, for floaters, you know, where they stop might change. Um, but for the most part, you know, we're looking at more water to fish, um, additionals, you know, services, like they're putting in restrooms, picnic areas, um, nice boat launches that are groomed for people to get in and out. Um, so why are you shaking your head? I'm sure there's people out there that have their opinions and well, could, they might like it the tougher way where, you know, there's less people, but for, for your general recreator, it's, it's going to be a positive thing. I think I, I could see for the, the general public access increasing, um, as far as like the people floating, I don't think that increases your access. I mean, if you, if you can catch an eddy, you might be able to drop an anchor, but you can still sit there and get done what you need to get done. Yeah, totally. The the only thing, because I just heard about this, like this is new to me, is that this just might increase attention. Got it. So that's, that's what I was thinking. So it's just <clears> going <throat> to increase, just, well, like, just like how we thought. Love it to death. Yes. Yep. But we can think about it this way, too. If we... If there's already more people recreating it out there, we might as well make it accessible well, the for them about, to do it, or else they're going to find other means to do it and then maybe trash land or I mean, trash private land and it, then make everybody look bad. 
as well. It, yeah, and it's yeah. like, do you want more people to enjoy the river? Yes, exactly. It, it, that's what it's about. And the thing about that stretch of river was the fact that a guy fed it, fed trout, you know. Is it the same stretch? That would be the Jurassic I don't stretch. know. Yeah. Yes, that, that mm-hmm. anything yeah. below Green Mountain to the confluence is, is the... JP. Yeah. So, like... Definitely will be more accessible for boaters. That, it's that going to ruin it. And so it's like, yeah. The, the what, So when people show you pictures of when they caught like a 20-pound rainbow on the blue, it's because a guy fed them yeah. food. But now it's like, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. And it's like, you'll get, you're going to have more people enjoy the river, which is going to be awesome. Um, and I mean, it, but it, 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 I'm not even sad about it. I think it's great. I yeah, think, I, I, you know, I, I think I think more people are going to enjoy the river, and and that's that's that. Like, yeah. What it, well, like, and, and the thing is, is like so. Most people can't. Like we, we took a trip, with some people from the blue this summer. Like the lady, oh, the lady totally. that walked off the back yeah, of my boat. Totally. The kid oh, yeah, I had yeah. in my boat the first day. Yeah, I remember them talking about that. He he works on one of those ranches yeah. on the blue. He was a uh, a fish biologist, or that's what no, he was working he, for, he, right? He was going to school for that. Got it. But he was just working on the ranch. Got it. Yeah. And so there's even places down on those ranches, like where we feed them. There's no way we could float to them, ever. Hmm. Like they're so tucked in there. They're like, we could float by them, but there's no way we're getting to, like, where they're feeding them. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know if, if, if that will end, the, the feeding of the fish. But I mean, it... I don't know enough about it. I more, know that... More pressure will lead those fish to just staying, like, there. Completely. I mean, Instead here's, of moving just, away. Just like the CNR and everybody. Here's how I feel yeah. about it. I, I've yeah. never fished the blue. Um... I've been over in that area, but I've never fished the, the moving water. And I, from what I've heard from people, I don't feel like the blue, it's not like there's a lot of room for more exposure. You know what I mean? Like there's already ranches it's out there that like pay anywhere. rock fees and stuff like, and, and I mean, yeah, the, like the pressure's coming right everywhere. So. Do you yeah. want it to be a shit show or do you want to manage it? We, we, buckle that's kind of what buckle I saw. Up, boys. Yeah. That's kind of the way I right. see it. Just that so they're just next, trying to help yeah. help out the amount of people that are already. So on here's it. another. The next thing you know, know they're gonna it. go. Hey, we need to pay a chucker. Let's not get into that. <clears throat> yeah. No, well that's what's gonna, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Though. I, I don't. I don't think, think that'll to, happen. Though. It's a conservation area. I'm confident it'll stay that way for a while. Well, so so. I mean, people fought for it, but it takes people to stand up and fight for things. Completely. And not just say, oh, that's yeah. what it's going to be. Um, you know? It, it I don't know. The like, way I, the way, so the way I see this is like, here, here's the deal. We already The public already has this land and the blue, right? But they can't use it. Well, yeah. Like, that's that's, that's So they're making it accessible. So they're making it accessible, which I, I'm all for. And yeah. it's cool that the landowner is, is but doing But they that. could use it. So here's the other part of it that I do like. There's a couple parts of it that I do really like about how the BLM set this up. When they wrote up this deal, or I don't know how it got worked out, but at the end, at the end of the day, these new picnic areas and these new rest stops and these new boat launches and these river restoration projects are actually going to be funded by Blue River Valley Ranch. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so they're getting them basically to pay for them and for future, you know, future needs for these areas. The question is being funded by this ranch. I guess in the back of my head, what's what's in it? What's in it for them? So for the ranch, the the ranch is actually whoever owns it now. They're they're like one of their big term goals is actually conservation and preservation. So they're very act. They've been very active in the Blue River scene as far as hey, we want to protect this resource. And we also want to make it enjoyable for others. Uh, they've, they've totally been on board for that is what it sounds like. So, f- you know, for them, maybe a little bit of publicity or, hmm. you know, I, I don't know. There's got to be something in it for them. There's yeah, something in it for they're them. They're also, gaining, they're also gaining land, too. I yeah, mean, they're, they're not just, yeah. like, handing 1,800 acres over. Well, they yeah. lost they're getting this other land. Didn't the takeout get taken away? No. They're, they're actually putting in an extra takeout, right? So... All the takeouts, the two takeouts that exist are staying. Okay. Um, as well as the one put in. And all three of them are going to get revamped. They're all going to get restored and and up to speed. Here's the other thing. So for like a third of a mile right before the Blue River hits the Colorado and Kremlin, they're doing complete restoration, like river bottom restoration. Like So think about what they did at Paco roller dams structure deeper mid you know like mm-hmm. deeper in the middle of the river because it's kind of it's kind of flattened out and i guess that section of the river is what they called it is like not we, as, not as desirable I, we got a very disgruntled jake over here right i knew this was coming but yeah. that's the other part of it so and that's where they're going to put in like the real wheelchair accessible fishing areas they're going to like dig out a side channel um, which is where they're going to have that takeout right, right above the Colorado before it heads down into the Gore Canyon. Um, That's just insane. So they're they're going to do very similar. Why? If you've ever been to Paco Chupac, very similar there. It looks, They've it done looks it in like other areas. And that looks awful. They're they're digging out the bottom and and supposedly like the, making it more desirable for trout That's, to live there and and for increased fishing opportunities. That's so who, to not like. So that's another piece. So of it. if if you're gonna like, mm. if you want to make a place more desirable for trout, you 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 mean, want bugs, right? Yeah. So you destroy the river. So yeah, I mean, you this dig is, up yeah. the stream bed. Where all the bugs. Another big live. argument for sure. And then you and then you and then you make so, it artificial to make it quote unquote better, but how's that better where trout already live? Like I, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, it makes it. It just sounds like. I mean, it's That's, we've beat this dead horse as well yeah. on this podcast. It's it's a tough one. Not that's what I I was just so that 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 was the big point that I could see is like as as at least for anglers as controversy. Like I could see it. a lot of local anglers having controversy over the project just for that reason um but again that's that's a we're talking a third of a mile but but what they're doing in the upper canyon section increasing access and putting like a suitable trail you know it'd be something similar that we see in like the trails hiking in the gorge is kind of what it sounds like i think that's cool yeah and i think it's cool that they're opening up the opportunities for more people to boat that stretch yeah um just increasing access I mean, the parcels that they swapped with the ranch, it looked like, I mean, the ranch is still getting a pretty good bargain. It's just like they, they had random chunks of land they owned over here 
you know. But they're like, hey, we're not doing it. And they're like, yeah. I don't know. You know, so they just kind of tacked it on and and whatnot. And Land swaps are very interesting. It things. is interesting. And the thing is, is what I learned about it is for the state, at least if the state's involved anywhere, whether it be National Forest Service um, or BLM, federal, right? it has to be in the public interest. So that's why it went to, that's why it was like, you know, it went to a vote or whatever they did with it for the counties. Mm. I don't know, but it bottom line is before they approved it, they had to come to a census that it was, it was for the public interest and based on what they're implementing as far as, I think that's kind of why the ranch is like, Hey, you know, we'll put in these yeah. boat launches and these rest areas with picnic tables. It'd be, it'd and, be interesting to hear and from toilets and whatnot. guides or anyone who's over there um, right. yep. to contact us and just be like, Hey, this is what we're seeing. This is what, cause right. again, this is the first time I'm really hearing of it. That's yeah. why I wanted to put you yeah, on the case absolutely. there <laughs> and yeah. be like, and hey, I don't look into this that, like, and just see what's going on. All, I, I, I don't either too much. Um, but I don't know. I think it's interesting what I'm led to believe. And obviously it's coming from like the sources that are yeah. out there yeah. to read on it, which are mostly coming from like the BLM and they had a short video on it that they posted about the, Hey, this is what's going on. Damn, you really, obviously it's, you super, took this book report to heart, dude. You're they're really like, they're in there. Dang, dog. It, Dang, so. dog. Um, Look, Peter, we're going to put you know. on some more book reports. Dude. Mm. <laughs> from what I can tell though, in all honesty, it does seem like the BLM. I'm wondering what land they're giving them. Like, you'd never know till you were there and yeah. looking at it. But it looks like the BLM's getting the better end of the deal. And somehow they got them to fund it. So, yeah. I'm that like, helps. I don't know. Again, it'd be nice to hear from somebody that has, yeah. you know, that is over there and right. has a different perspective. Just looking from the map, though, I mean, you hear a lot about the Blue River, but there's like, what? two percent of the river is public and fishable I, I mean everything i've heard is that it's really it that it's a just a ton of private it's ton hard, of private. hard to float so, through it's hard to fish just because right. of because of that aspect right um and again those are just stories that i've heard yeah i've, I've heard the takeouts the takeouts historically have been like really effed yeah so i i can definitely see with this new thing being passed oh, i'm that into that i like it's going to be more takeouts. you know <laughs> it's going to be a lot more accessible for your for your boaters so there's probably going to be an influx of people doing good and that bad now yeah good and bad um all right yeah sweet looking forward to more yeah. <laughs> i want to hear more from you man more that's really, all i got really, really put all i got i, I want to hear more later though. well you really i got put i got a lot to dig into, into it and i was like let's see what's going on and then i'm like fuck this is because i mean it's we're talking uh, fuck. <laughs> we're talking like 16 or 17 parcels it's not just like hey yeah. give us this chunk and we'll give you this it's not it's, an easy swap. i mean they yeah. busted it down yeah. and into a grid and they're it's yeah it's a whole deal there's a lot to it so mm. Well, I feel like people are getting screwed over somehow. Yeah, but I, you know, I, and that and I don't. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we anytime don't know the yet, government's making picnic make tables and parks and fucking shit like that, people are getting screwed over somehow. I mean, we're paying for it. I don't know, but yeah, we're, we're yeah. Again, though, it's I, I, I don't know about that. It's not just about like it's not just about the riverfront. Yeah, like so basically, you know, key points. We're getting two point four extra accessible water miles. Okay, mm. but. There's a lot more that goes into this case with hunting stuff access. that's not even close to the water. So we're talking yeah. all the way up on Green Mountain, the other mountain that they they named, um, and in that 
also in this write-up is that it's not going to be like if they hand over the land to this ranch they're also putting they're also saying like hey but you can't develop it we're not just going to give you this land for you to subdivide it and develop it and make money right so that's also in there so it's also a part of like we want to preserve Green Mountain. We don't want people building Listen. cabins on it. We want to preserve this mountain. We don't want everyone coming up and building two million dollar homes on there's it. There's stipulations and subdividing it. Yeah. It. yeah. So as that's far a huge the ranch part goes, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just as much so like involved with hunters and and elk and deer guides and stuff up in that area. That's going to open up access for them to go and hunt some of these areas, which could be a cool thing as well. Yeah. Well, as far as I've I'm concerned right now. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to hear more. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's see some, how this plays out. There's I'm, some other sides to it. There's got to be, and like I said, that's kind of how I heard it from the get go. Is that people were kind of up in arms about it at first. So again, it'd be interesting to hear from someone yeah. if someone is out there listening and knows um, what yeah. the hell's going on a little bit more than we do. Love to hear their opinion yeah. as well. I'm sure there's some locals that that like how hard it is to access that yeah. currently, Probably. and they want to keep it that some way because it's out there. It kind of self-regulates well, itself, and I so I just keep thinking about like imagine if they just like opened up some of your best favorite, like, yeah, like hard to get to spots, right? That were public, that can be accessed through public, that uh, yeah. can be enjoyed through enjoyed thoroughly from that way. Yeah, I mean, I know <clears> they talked it, about one parcel that was like, it's gonna suck, point three miles long, and it was like a mile hike to get to it or something. And you'd get down there and there'd be one angler and that whole shot. You can't, you know, you got to hike back up the trail. So what they're doing is they're opening that up so it's continuous. So if you hike down this trail, you're not going to find two dudes standing in the one hole that's public and, and be shit out of luck. You can There's actually be a lot more water. You can actually go down and well, walk I mean, away and find some fish elsewhere. Ultimately, I agree. So, that, that's fine. Like, yeah. I agree with that. Increased access in general but. is touchy lines, but... As far as public good, yeah, I would say I would say it is in the public's interest. Nice work, I'm into it. I don't. Know. Good yours? book report. Yeah, that was. Dude, he nailed it. I learned it. a lot. He, I, he nailed it, dude. I'm gonna have to keep him on the case. You, like, know, you better keep thing. looking into this. Yeah. Well, I just like I was. I had this idea because I remember seeing it and I was like, "Hey, Peter, you got some time today? You should look into this because I don't have time to do it right now." And maybe you can report on it. And he, dude, he crushed it. He killed it. Uh, he came. He came in. I learned a bunch. All professionalism came at it with good, good point of view. Facts. <laughs> uh, here's the facts, boys. Here's what we need to know. Here's what's happening. I mean, yeah, anything can happen. Again, I I don't know enough to just spout out my opinion yet. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. Now try to learn more before i get a little bit more too involved in that and start shouting off too much maybe maybe if i had you know six more beers in me i'd be like this is bullshit you know but i don't know yet (laughs) Um, i have no idea um but yeah nice work peter i thank you thank you i hope we can hear from someone who also has a different point of view from Someone out there, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe someone that's like more directly involved. Yeah, in what's definitely. Happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just know. wanted to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, and see see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I definitely find it interesting. I mean, it's always cool to hear about, you know, how these changes occur. Yeah, you always hear about the aftermath. Yeah, and 
what everyone thinks about it and what right yeah you always hear like oh well they they screwed it up you know they did all this and they ruined it and it's like well we don't i mean yeah yeah how did it all start i mean i know it got i got pretty in depth i mean like what i was reading the president of colorado trout unlimited was involved in it and i mean trout unlimited was like super big and advocating for this this project and this land swap and a lot of the anglers were um supposedly like voicing their opinions on it Mm. in their like little write-up they had on it and sounds like everyone's kind of win-win yeah i guess we'll we'll find out we will see yeah Yeah. i don't know that's one of those things you just don't know until you right i mean definitely changes are coming that's for sure we know that changes are coming it's kind of like but it's trade-offs, right? Like, like the last podcast we were on, we talked about gold medal water mm-hmm. up here. Yeah. yeah. And like, I honestly didn't think it was going to change much. Um, as far but, as like, pressure? people pressure. And then, like... From, Stay out there. From, from the spring floats I've done... There's a lot more boats than you'd expect. Yep. The busiest spring I've ever seen. You see a lot more boats coming into town see a lot more boats driving through town and it's just like let's open up, up and i don't let's think open up more public space i don't i don't think it's gonna to spread people out i don't think it's gonna change the summer but like it definitely changed oh, i think it'll change summer. i'd i'd be interested to see mm-hmm. where because like it, it's already busy up here in the summer yeah oh yeah and I don't think more boats is going to change it. Maybe where you are in the lineup, but it already gets hammered in the summer. Yeah. Whereas, like, it does get hammered. Off off season. Off season is where it's getting hammered now. Is it, it, that's what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's where the change came. Is like it's. I floated the other day, and it was like, yeah, it was one of the nicer days i mean i guess this was a couple weeks ago and maybe it's because like, we already have like we finally have water in the spring yeah but i mean I, I counted a lot more boats than i should have been counting yep for the first like i mean it was a weekday and yep. it, i was pretty blown away i believe i counted 15 boats yep and so that's just kind of been where the, the trend s- up here this spring whereas yeah. previously you might see somebody else that you know yeah you're like, oh, I didn't know. see anybody I knew. You might, yeah. see, you might see somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be where you're like, we're not going to see anybody today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like. I haven't seen anybody I know or recognize. So that, that I guess what I'm saying is that the spring since going gold mo- eh, gold medal has been busier. Yeah. We're going to, I think we're going to have to see a full cycle on this and to see. Fully understand it, yeah. but just to like. Yeah. Common. I think what? honestly, you remember how they're doing all those fish surveys up here and mm-hmm. that's kind of where they're starting to get their gold medal idea yep. from. I'd like to see surveys now while it's like the first year of gold medal and see how yeah. many boats are on the water, see how many boats are fishing, see how many fish were caught. I'd like to see them continue and those quality. surveys. Yeah. I'd like to see them continue those surveys. Yeah. And see what happens and see if those numbers have increased as far as fish and people i think i think I that's think, the only way to really conduct the test here 
I mean, honestly. I could see the numbers of fish stabilizing or going up, but the quality of fish. Yeah. Probably not going to see. Decreasing. Yeah, it's good quality for sure. So, I mean, but like you said, only time's going to tell. Yeah. It's a tough one. Um, I mean, and you're going to, there's going to be a lot more competitive things happening, I think, as far as guides and private boaters and walking and it'll be, it'll just be interesting to see how everything plays out here. It's just going to be, it's going to become more of a game. Yeah. And I mean, rather than just going out and fishing. Yeah. You're going to have to learn to play the game. And I mean, I've noticed it. Which, I mean, we already play the game, but it's yeah. going to get more competitive. I, I think it's going to be everywhere, you know, and it's going to be a lot well, of... Well, yeah, that's just like everywhere. Like It's going to be a lot of like just not like being a lot more tight-lipped about things. Me and Peter just went down to the green and like we saw everybody get, you know, the, the A section below Flaming Gorge gets fished quite a bit. But like everybody when we were down there got shoved up onto the A. Because they weren't, they weren't running shuttles? They weren't running shuttles to the B. Why? And it wasn't very clear why. Did you guys, did you guys have multiple bo- trucks? We had three boats, but we had a camp down on B. We were supposed to camp. We were supposed Could to camp. Could you guys have run your own shuttle? We could have. <laughs> But they were our forty-five shuttle. They were sending vibes and information our way that was like, you probably shouldn't go down there. The word that we heard was that the road was fucked up, and there was the UPS truck stuck in it still, and that it wasn't, it wasn't passable with boats and trailers. That being said, they sold us that day one. Day three, we walked in at the B section. There's guideboats launching out. Of course, out. yeah. But they weren't sending private floaters. They weren't. They weren't shuttling. That's so, not a bad move. It's not, but it's still like it's still pretty. It's not okay. But what it did was it put. I mean, but still, every, hundred twenty dollars shuttles a pop. Yeah, like there's incentive for us for yeah. them to shuttle us for sure as private boaters. Yeah. It's not like they're making money. One, not one forty now. One forty, even better. Damn, when ice goes a hundred. Yeah, so it's kind of forty bucks. It goes up like, I think since twenty twenty, it goes up like fifteen. On the inflation safe, on the safe side, gas prices ten dollars a year. But it just because of COVID. 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 Blame, caused it. Blame COVID. Hmm. But yeah, it's crazy. Like I've never seen so many boats on the A section. Like you couldn't. How be, many? How many do you think you saw? 25 30 a day if not more like we were launching with like 15 people yeah 15 other boats and then they're and just then by the end of the day in. like we were doing the slow roll did you guys have nice weather uh first day first day was cold i'm just snowy. i'm just asking no, just because like, that could play it wasn't great no roll, it was it was snowy even on that cold day, so, you, it was so potentially, amazing. if you would have saw nicer weather, you could have seen more boats. Yeah, you think fair? Well, we weather had people. nice weather for April second, third day. We had good weather. First day we had shitty weather. 
But that's about also when people want to be out there because it's overcast and blue yeah, wings. So exactly. Like, yeah. It. It's the busiest I've ever seen it. I know. I went like people couldn't spread out. I went like probably. Man, I mean, now it must have been like eight or nine years ago where it was insanely busy. Where I bet there is forty boats at the put in at the A section. Yep. Which the A section, like when it's good, yeah, it's gonna get busy. Yeah. But it really wasn't that good when we were down there, and there were still people. Like it was just just people getting. It out. was busy for what it was. Yeah. And it would have been interesting to see everyone spread out. You know, there's less fish in B. They're a little better. So it it just would have been interesting to see, like, while we were down there. I've just never seen that before. I've been going down there since I was seven years old. Yeah. And, like, what would it have been? No. Yeah. Go. Get out. No. Out. Yeah, I mean, just Damn judging dogs. from walkway in the B section, at Ow. least in my experience that day. Yeah, um, Peter slapped him. <laughs> way better than they. Yeah. And we Peter hiked made like a all of 250 yards. It is actually. kind of a cheap move, like if guides are putting in down there and they're just keeping people out of there. I mean, they're, yeah. There but maybe one... it's been crazy pressure, too, and they're just like, look, we need to, you know, like, I know they do it on certain sections of the river. I'm not going to say where because I'm trying to – keep it not you know getting blown up but there's sections where they um they'll close it to guides on the weekends where guides aren't allowed to put in there on the weekends really only private boaters can this put in is there. in colorado mm-hmm. so there's certain put-ins where guides aren't allowed to put in there on weekends on weekends which wow. opens it up to the public to be able to, you know, float those sections without it'd be dealing with it'd the It'd be guides. interesting to see if private boaters take advantage of that or I, not. I would think they would, but it's hard telling. I right. mean, I know if I was there, I definitely would be like, hey, it's a Saturday. You know, there's going to be no guides up here. Ah, uh, yeah. And I this would. is going to fish a lot better because of that, you know. Um, it's an interesting way to do it. Fish you know? don't eat on Sundays but, and Saturdays. Yeah, exactly. You know that, Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's it's an interesting move, but I, like I said, I've seen it go the other way where they're like, no, guides can't put in here on weekends. So hard telling. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it could just be one of those things too. I mean, they, in some ways, the dude did kind of say like, enter at your own risk. Yeah. You know. So. And so yeah, I who don't knows? know. And that was two days later. Yeah. We've seen before a lot can happen in two days in Colorado. Yep. yep. And we've seen Granted, it fir- in Utah, firsthand. Mountains. Right? Yeah. We've seen it firsthand where yeah. a lot can happen in two days. And so. you can, things can either clear up or not or get a lot shittier. So right. Could go a lot of different ways there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I have much more. I feel like we ran it a while about some stuff you got anything else i mean i do but it's not like they're good like transitions into things um um timing wise yeah we're at 140 hour 41 so pretty decent yeah <laughs> Brennan's yawning we Brennan's can call like, it i'm ready to go jake, I, jake just irish goodbye i don't know where he's <laughs> at mia but um yeah i'm good to call it oh i do want to mention one thing um I think I could say it now. Um, 
I'm going to be doing a float fishing basics like seminar at the Fred Field Center here in Gunnison on May oh, 10th. Nice. Um, cool. So I got to figure out all the details on that, but May 10th at Fred Field Center, yeah, we're just going to do like, I'm just going to, I'm going to drag my boat in there. We're going to do just a basics, like cover, um, like safety rigging, like a lot of different things. And then just talk about, you know, kind of hit on some points of the fishing aspects and hopefully some people who have never float fish and have boats and, or never been with a guide or whatever, come out and check it out. Um, and sick. Yeah. So that's May 10th right now. And I'll have more info hopefully soon. Try to post on Instagram or whatever. Um, Sweet. Yeah. I think that's it. I'll be there asking you all sorts of yeah, hard questions. Yeah, you should, man. Maybe we, I'll use you. We, we put can you up pro- there. We can promote that at Jeans, too. Yeah, I'll let you know. So I just got to talk with Patrick about that a little more. Yeah. But um, Trial Limited's going to be hosting it. Um, and, yeah. Cool. But, so that'd be cool. But, yeah. Jake, you have any last thoughts? Yeah, any last thoughts? Any last words? Nope. <laughs> 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 all right, well. Thanks, everybody, for listening.